spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm appreciative. And early morning, man, it's uh, the last seven days of the election, and um, I, I, we've put in a lot of work. So it's great to be with you, and great to hear your voice this morning, man. Well, let's talk about that. The, the difficulty, the degree of difficulty here. There are a lot of folks don't know what the Public Service Commission is. They don't know there's a runoff. They know about the Senate runoffs. Can't help but know that, all those campaign commercials. You have to do a couple of things. You have to teach them about that. Now, yeah, there's a runoff, and, and you got to tell them you're the best guy for the job. What's that process like? I mean, it's pretty tedious, but I'll be honest with you, man. I mean, it, that, that's the necessary work that we sign up for when we put our name on the ballot. The Public Service Commission um, has never been uh, a position that has uh, had a lot of uh, lore to it and, you know, a lot of notoriety. But um, as you know, it's one of the most powerful and influential positions um, in the state of Georgia. They regulate utilities and determine what people pay on their uh, light bills and their gas bills and help to drive the expansion of broadband. Uh, those areas alone... Uh, in this era of COVID-19 has kind of put, uh, you know, the Public Service Commission race, our race, um, at, at somewhat of a, in a space that it's not traditionally in. It's usually, you know, 11, 12 on the ballot. This year it was fourth on the ballot. So we felt like we had a good chance, and educating people has been a lot easier, but a lot of folks still don't understand the expansion of Bovo or the coal ash cleanup. Our job is to campaign in areas that have been hit the hardest, and to make sure that they understand how this position has a direct impact on them. And it's been going, it's been going well. It got us into a runoff, and we feel pretty confident about it, the, the amount of attention that it's gotten, even though it's not quite where the Senate races are. Now, let's talk about those three things you talked about as we were coming in. Again, Daniel Blackman, Democrat candidate for the Georgia Public Service Commission. You mentioned not getting into colleges and schools, historically black colleges and other schools in Georgia. You mentioned assistance to low-income families in Georgia and getting their homes with electricity and power. And you mentioned that broadband. You were just talking about that. Bring high-speed Internet to all 159 Georgia counties. I happen to be from one of the smaller counties down in South Georgia, the Folks in Athens kind of take it for granted. I promise you the folks in Grady County don't, and, and uh, folks in other rural parts of the state don't take it for granted. What is the role of the Public yeah. Service Commission in, in, in cracking this code? Well, you know, it's complicated because, on the one hand, um, they're supposed to, you know, be the overseers of, you know, fair and reasonable rates, but also the ability for utility companies to make a profit. You know, I have no problem and never have had a problem with utility companies like Georgia Power, any company being profitable. It's investor-owned, and they provide uh, an opportunity for our lights to be on and our gas to be on. And, you know, I think it's important for us to have successful, strong, and thriving businesses in Georgia. The problem we have is when you walk that tight line where utility companies and their responsibility, you know, versus what ratepayers have to pay, that's a huge challenge. And in Georgia, especially over the last 10, 15 years, we've seen this huge shift of cost overruns as it relates to the expansion of our current nuclear facility. We've seen wages, you know, in Atlanta, you know, a lot of folks say Georgia is the best place to do business. But if you go outside the metro Atlanta region, a lot of our counties in North Georgia, rural Georgia and coastal Georgia have been struggling. They've been left behind. Their utility rates are high. 
their children who are at home right now struggling with COVID uh, can't get on the Internet. And we have to drive more investment. We have to be, you know, friendly as, as, as we can to, you know, making these utility companies uh, able to make a profit. But we can't do it on the backs of hardworking Georgians. You know, I think it's important for us to understand, number one, to your point, uh, the Georgia Public Service Commission does have direct influence or the final say on how rates are set in Georgia. They're presented by the utility companies. They then take the docket, they vote on it, and they make a decision. And those decisions are pocketbook issue uh, challenges, and I think that's what separates us from the U.S. Senate races. The U.S. Senate, people don't really understand the whole workings and how they touch them directly. The Public Service Commission touches their pocketbooks. It, t- it touches their kids' education. And we have to be in a position where we're making decisions that reflect the entirety of our state, where we are economically, physically, where we are as far as education is concerned, and taking into consideration areas that have been left behind the sense of telecommunication and broadband, especially senior citizens that are relying on telemedicine, uh, folks that are relying on first responder services. These are areas we have to address and take a harder stance on to protect Georgians that are the most vulnerable in our state. Now, about that, though, and again, Daniel Blackman, Democrat for a seat on the Georgia Public Service Commission. As I understand it, the legislature has given a green light to EMCs, for example. Okay, where you folks are providing electricity, go ahead, use the right of way you already have. Use that for the, the, the infrastructure for the broadband. Okay, you can give them the permission the legislature has, but they can't make them do it. There has to be the, the, the use your phrase there has to be the profit motive for them to do it well well i mean you're right but that's that's the 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 big question i mean there are tough decisions i don't think there are are any elected official jobs where you don't have to make tough choices right now the emcs are trying to figure out who pays for that right i mean at the end of the day these equations come from where the profit uh, is gained who's paying for it who's fitting the bill um and and you're you know i think you have to you know especially your listeners have to understand that in the time we're in with COVID-19, none of us were, could have been prepared for this. Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, we didn't know that this this country and this, this world would be crippled by a global pandemic. But what we do know is that prior to COVID-19, many of these communities were already struggling. Prior to COVID-19, many of these communities were left behind from a, a connectivity standpoint. I believe that while the legislature did, I think it was uh, House Bill 244, while they did pass a bill to make it easier and to begin to deploy these different areas, it's really a challenge when folks have waited this long, and then they now have to wait to find out where those investments are going to be driven from and how much they're going to have to pay for it, because the model of the Public Service Commission has been very friendly to the industry, and it's been very burdensome on ratepayers. And I think we have to change that. The way we do it is by working with legislative policy, but finding ways and, and mediums where, in Georgia Power's case, shareholders can fit some of that bill with EMCs that are membership-driven. We've got to make sure that we're doing the right thing to make the partnerships locally at the municipal level to drive those costs and, and protect the pocketbooks right. of families around this state. Daniel Blackman, let you go on this one, and I should have asked this at the outset here. I hate to ask the question this way, less than a couple of minutes here, but uh, uh, the qualifications, what your qualifications are, you're, you're a citizen and you're old enough. But beyond that, uh, a, a quick resume here, about a minute and a half left. Uh, tell us about yourself. Yeah, so uh, over a decade ago, I started working on a consulting standpoint for the Department of Energy and the EPA. I worked throughout Region 4 in Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, and South Carolina to help to expand uh, uh, environmental protections in communities that were vulnerable as it relates to uh, Superfund sites and 
you know, landfills, but also the threats of climate change and was able to do that for about six years during the Obama administration and then transitioned locally to work in the private sector to make sure that we extended those opportunities around the United States um, as it relates to contracting and, you know, growing infrastructure in the energy sector. So uh, I've been doing this work for about, you know, nine years now, and um, I'm, I'm very privileged to be in this space. Prior to that, I was driving investing in the family office space, doing a lot of work around this country to address the issues that we're dealing with today. So proud of my resume, proud of the work. We got a lot of work to do in a six-year term, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, a wife and three sons, and I'm sure that they're they're about ready to see the finish line one way or the other here on this, uh, which will come on Tuesday of next week. Uh, Daniel Blackman uh, from Columbus, living now in Forsyth County. Best of luck on Tuesday. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.